Welcome to one more edition of Politics and Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Today we have a very special guest, the Reverend Dr. Angela Raven Anderson. How are you doing today? I am fabulous. I am fabulous. Thank you for having me. Well, absolutely. So when I heard about this event that you guys were having here in Houston, I figured, you know, I better get somehow involved with it because I think especially with the special guests that you guys are having as a keynote speaker, every yeah. single person in this town should know about it. In fact, every single person around the world should know about it. But before we get into that, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us a little bit about your church, because okay. I think you guys are doing some important things here with social justice here in, in the area. All right. Well, um, as you said, I am a member of Wheeler Avenue Baptist Church, which is here in Houston, is located in the third ward of Houston, Texas, which for those who don't know, third ward is like inner city Houston. Um, our church uh, actually grew out of the civil rights movement. It was founded uh, about 59 years ago. The pastor emeritus, Reverend Dr. William Alexander Lawson at that time started uh, the church at, as he was being a student uh uh, chaplain to the then new and fledgling TSU at that time. And so our church has always been active in civil rights. Uh, we were a chapter for the SELC at that time. And so now our current pastor, who is Reverend Marcus Cosby, he has um, continued that, continued that. We've, we've all, we continue to be very involved in the community, looking at ways that we can help uh, our neighbors and be available to them in, in ways that they need, whether it's transitional housing or food bank or just a, a whole host of uh, services that we offer. But our social justice ministry um, particularly focuses on looking at systemic injustice in um, various uh, various uh, dimensions that we are experiencing on a daily basis. So within our ministry, we ha actually have like five different subcommittees that are looking at injustice and criminal reform. We're looking at education reform, legislative reform, community resource development, and voter engagement. Those are kind of some of the places where we've decided to focus our attention. Because as you know, um, systemic injustice really shows up in every aspect of our living of our lives. So we had to really kind of narrow down the places where we wanted to begin uh, really uh, uh, driving it home and, and really trying to make a difference in the lives of, uh, of folks in our community. Now, as it turns out right now, before we go too, too, too far in, many people right now have a tendency to uh, believe, in fact, a faction have a tendency to believe that uh, we're going overboard with this, uh, with systemic injustice, with systemic racism, with systemic, with all these things. In, in fact, they're, they're now complaining about the teaching of critical race theory, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it is all a cover, in my humble opinion, to cover our history as a country, a country that is growing, a country that is changing for the better. I mean, there's nothing wrong with growing in a positive way. How do you battle that, especially since a lot of that backstop is coming from the religious sector? Well, which is part of the, the, the work that we're doing in this ministry. We, we, we stand on three pillars. One is to advocate 
And that is by, um, as we are seeing laws or practices or policies, you know, bringing those to the forefront that, that those, those things that are, get baked in and become the system that allows uh, this, whatever injustice, inequities, disparities, allows those things to grow and promulgate, we advocate against those. But we also spend a lot of time educating, which is part of the reason for this conference, is that we have to show people that this is systemic. For instance, one of the, um, one of the breakout sessions will be about diabetes as a racial, uh, as a racial uh, systemic problem. And most people will say, well, how is that? Well, when you begin to look at disparities in healthcare across uh, the various racial groups, you can see that there is a difference in the ways that African-Americans and Latinos are treated in this country. The, the, the care that they are given um, has some baked in racial bias in it as they're presenting in front of uh, providers or as they're interacting with healthcare systems. All of this is very well documented. So part of what we have to do is to begin to educate people. What does that, what does it look like? You know, we tend to think of racism as just uh, somebody running around with a hood on and burning a cross, but that's not, uh, that is not all that there is to I want to stop you there because I'm glad that you used that example. Uh, 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 And this is going to sound kind of crass, but I preferred that kind of racism because you could see it. Well, what, what I mean by that is when you can see something overtly, you can do something about it. But what you guys are having to teach people right now is hard to see. And it also gives others the ability to say, we don't see that. I mean, you just right. talk, talked about diabetes, right? We can also, and you, you're, you're talking about a church in Third Ward. We could also say, well, guess what? Many areas in Third Ward are food desert or, or vegetable deserts or all these things. And those are other contri- contributors to obesity, Absolutely. which also lead Absolutely. to uh, to, to diabetes. Is that systemic racism? Of course it is, but it has yes. so many different levels of indirection that it makes things difficult. Please proceed. I just wanted to add to that because once you brought that physical example, it is something that people can see the distinct. I can see the racism there, but guess what? It's kind of more difficult to see it here. And that's where what you guys do is so important. Right, right. And I and I think that's why we do want to spend time and and in this forum, we are, you know, it is open to the public and it is for the public. It is for not just for our congregation and the members of our congregation, but it is we want all people to come and participate and to learn and be engaged in this work. Um, before you can start talking about how do you break down injustice, um, you have to understand where it is and what does it look like um, and, and how, how is it manifesting in these different areas. We talk about lending practices. We talk about the, the gentrification and the devaluing of our property. All of these things um, are, are um, results of racial bias. So as we begin to think through 
how, how do we tackle those things? It, it's one of the things I always say to the folks that are part of our ministry. This is not one of those ministries where you get to show up on Saturday and you put on your work clothes and you do something and then you go home and you're like, oh, I did that and we're done. This, this is not that ministry. This, you live this, this ministry. Minist- say it again. You live this ministry. You live this ministry. You live this ministry and it is something that you really have to commit to working through the processes and peeling through the processes and taking those little steps. You know, you know what everyone always says, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Well, that's what you just start, you have to do in this process and just dig in for the long haul that we are going to show up and be in these spaces to bring attention to these issues. You know, interestingly, you just brought up property values, et cetera. And again, like I said, there are certain things that are overt and certain things that are not. There was just a a report released earlier today where a woman, I think she was in Indianapolis, she had a home for sale. I think the home was probably worth $300,000 or $400,000. When she got it valued, she got it valued at two fifty. dollars when she presented as the person selling the home. She was very concerned, so she went ahead and she got her white neighbor, a friend of hers, to stand up as being the person who owned the home. the, the, the home was then valued at a hundred thousand dollars more. Yeah, People, do, these are the kinds of inequities that aren't there for one to see as a cross burning is. But these are the things that the people who go to purchase a car and they get 8% versus 7% or 6% for other people. These are all the things that if we are all cognizant of, and that's why I'm glad that your ministry, I've always said, I don't, I'm not a church person, but I love the church that actually does something positive for society. And well, that's what I'm seeing. That's what, when Paula came to me about this particular issue, that is what was the big turn on about what you guys are doing. I think it is very important for society. So now that you've told us a little bit about what you are going to be doing, why don't you tell us about your special guest and how did you get involved with the special guest? Who is? Well, well, first of all, we have, well, uh, we have, we have a couple, we have a couple of panels and, um, our, our first panel that we're going to have Friday night is an awesome discussion because we're going to be talking about policing here in Houston one year after George Floyd. Mm. And so we have the assistant chief of police will be part of that. Um, we have, um, the co-founder of Black Lives Matter, Ashton Woods be here. Um, you say Ashton Woods, mm-hmm, friend of mm-hmm. mine. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, he'll be on the pa- on the panel. The our NAACP uh, Houston chapter president, uh, Dr. Dixon, who is also part of the mayor's task force on police reform, will be there. And one other gentleman from the Constable uh, Precinct Seven, uh, Captain uh, Marcus Grant, will be part of that discussion. And so we're looking forward to Friday night being a great conversation. And, and again, uh, folks can come. It, it is virtual. It's a virtual forum. So you have to go online and register for it. But when you're in the session, there is an ability for you to pose questions to the panelists. And then on Saturday morning, we're going to be discussing um, voter suppression. We're going to be talking about voter suppression and voter rights. Um, And for that panel, we are so excited to have our Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee will be there, as well as Senator Boris Miles, our state senator. And uh, our very own Chris Hollins uh, from Houston. Who did, for, uh, they did a great job in the, <laughs> the elections in Harris County. 
He did. He did. And I, and I honestly fully believe that so much of the backlash that we are experiencing right now in the state legislature has to do with the phenomenal job uh, that Christopher Hollins and all the folks did here to get out the vote. Um, but his role in making voting accessible, right, accessible for people um, just showed, it demonstrated to all the nation um, the ability to engage more people in the democratic process when you when, when you open it up for them. So he'll be present and talking with us, but we are excited about our, I don't know which way to move. There we go. You can see right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> By our keynote address, who will cap off our event, um, the, the the senator from Georgia. Um, you got to say that right, Georgia. <laughs> Georgia, Georgia. Right. <laughs> will be uh, the Reverend Dr. Raphael Warnock. And we are extremely, extremely excited to hear from him. Um, we know that he is a man of faith as well as a man of action, um, you know, because what we believe that this social justice work is about is putting, you know, the scripture says, uh, faith without works is dead. So we're, we're really demonstrating our faith and our belief in God and our faith and belief that God is a God of justice, because that's what the scripture says. He says, I, the Lord, love justice. And we know that this work is a continuation of the work that Christ did, because he said, I've come to uh, set the oppressed free. So um, as we're thinking through all of what we're doing, uh, we're excited that Senator Warnock is going to be able to come and really share with us, um, you know, how all of that really fits together in the work that we're doing. Well, that is great. And you know what? I, in looking at your program here, what I like about it is it's not taxing on time. It, you realize that people come home tired on Friday. So you have a short period of time, uh, you know, that, that you get all of this done with your Q&A. I think it's about an hour and 25 minutes. Hour and hour. Yeah. Hour and 25 minutes total, including Q&A. And on Saturday, it's a bit longer, which everybody get up in the morning. They'll be able to get a breakfast and, and do what they need to do. I, I really like the program. The program looks like it's going to be very, very effective. So how can people register? First of all, tell, give a, for those that are just chiming in a bit later, tell them what, just give a synopsis of the program, the time and how they can register. Okay, so this, again, this is a two-day virtual forum. It's called Justice Rising, Faith Dismantling Injustice. Um, the way that you can participate in this program is to go online to our church website, which is www.wheelerbc.org, wheelerbc.org slash events. You'll go to that page. You'll see the, um, the graphic that's behind me and simply register. Once you register, you'll get an email that'll tell you how to download the app because it is it is a virtual conference. It's not just a Zoom call. It's a virtual conference. So there's a platform that it's being hosted in. You'll get information about how to download, and then you can pick out the sessions that you want to attend because now I just shared with you the plenary sessions. We also have like five different subcommittee breakout sessions that you can choose from. Um, we'll also have some community partners there that will be in our exhibit hall that you can meet them uh, 
folks from the Poor People's Campaign and um, another group, uh, Restoring Justice. You can meet and talk to them and ask them how you can get involved and what it is that they're doing. Uh, I think we'll also have uh, I believe it's the League of Women Voters will be present with us. Um, in the, in, and besides the plenary sessions, the breakout sessions, we have what we call some meetups and community places where you can go in and um, actually network with other folks, hear what they're, what they're doing um, in this work of social justice. Now, the other piece of this is that I'm really excited about is not only do we have all of this going on, obviously, for our adults, but we have programming for uh, children from third grade all the way through high school. There are special things for them because we really want to teach our children these values, the values of justice, the values of being a peacemaker, um, the value of knowing how to be empowered to use your voice. So uh, there are two different tracks. There's one for middle and high school, and then there's one for third through fifth graders. Uh, you just have to, again, register your children for those things, and they can participate in um, in those events on Saturday as well. So we've tried to pack a lot in a real short amount of time. We think it's going to be dynamic. Uh, just Saturday morning, I said, get your coffee, eat your Wheaties, and get strapped in and be ready for a lot of great information. Oh, and um, one other thing I didn't say, because it's the way that it's in this forum, um, this virtual forum, you will be able to access that information for six months. Right. So if there's a session that you didn't get to attend, you can go back in your app and watch that session. It's going to be recorded and stored there. So we're, we're just super excited that uh, to make this available for um, any, anyone who wants to attend. We, we are inviting uh, all folks to come and listen and be educated and to be empowered and ignited uh, to, to, to go and make a difference in the world. And that you guys are making with this particular ministry a difference. Uh, folks, it's go register now, wheelerbc.org slash events, wheelerbc.org slash events. Reverend Dr. Angela Raven Anderson, it's been my pleasure to have you on Politics Done Right. Thank you so kindly for what you guys are doing. That is some very, very important work, and it's something that I think uh, it's long overdue for many organizations. I know you guys have been busy. Others need to follow suit. Well, thank you so much again, and I look forward to seeing you and all of your listeners and viewers to come and be a part. We welcome you to the Avenue. Thank you. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.